Marvin Gay here on Sound Awake. Some of your responses then. Uh, at Kenny Leluma on our poll question says then the call for Ancestors Day is flawed because it is to counter Christianity if you use that argument. Thanks for your views, Kenny. I don't think it's to counter anything. I think it's about inclusivity, about everybody being able to express themselves in the way that they deem fit or that in the ways that they feel uh, cover who they are, they are and their belief systems. I mean, we have we have even Kwanzaa celebrations, which is a, a, an, an African celebration of about six to seven days ushering in a new year. Uh, and, and I don't think I think that's to counter the actual New Year's Day, 1st of January. Uh, but it's to have inclusivity. That's what it is uh, for me. But anyway, we heard that clip as well. Um, I don't know. You can keep sending your views through in terms of what you think uh, as well as... as uh what your answer is, whether we need it, if we have Heritage Day, that Ancestors Day. Let's look at trending topics now. Social media trends in the last 74 hours or 76 hours with Atlehang Mulefe. Social commentator. Hello, Atli. Hello, how are you, Asanda? I'm good, thank you. How was the weekend? Um, it was chilled. I had to recharge, so I took some time out. What's been happening um, in your life? Why did you have to recharge? <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> Hello, busy. No, a lot. I'm just doing a lot. So I was really tired and it was getting overwhelming. Mm, that means so you're rich, to... I'm what? That means you're rich if you've been doing, uh, been working a lot. <laughs> That's not true. Not even. <laughs> not even. You know, when you're still young and you're starting your life and everything is just a lot. Yeah, no, so but that's, that's, that's important that. to recharge. I'm glad you yeah. did that. So I was just recharging. Awesome. Let's talk hashtag AKA. And uh, South African rapper now has lambasted allegations of violence and drug abuse during his relationship with his now late fiance, Anele Tembe. So allegedly a friend of Tembe's has sp- uh, spoken out against the abuse that she suffered, which is alleged uh, to be at the hands of AKA. What do we make of this? I'm so glad that this friend finally, um, you know, came to the front and decided to disclose that kind of information because if it wasn't for that information, we wouldn't have known exactly what happened in that relationship. Because I do think that even at the memorial service, the father did allude to this fact that the relationship was just drugs and violence and no one really took that into consideration. Everyone just thought that the father was not was not saying anything that's true. But I think now what we are able to assess from the situation is that there's a common trend in all of the um, men celebrities that are found of being guilty of this, even if they're not celebrities. But I think every man, they're always just trying to run the narrative of saying that someone is trying to defame their character and that they're not responsible for any of the things or any of the allegations of, of abuse that they have been accused of. So I think that that's what we're able to make of that, that it's a common trend. It's something that's always going to happen, that everyone is going to deny the fact that this is what they did. But however, I think that we need to seriously do something about this Absolutely. because it can't be that a young woman um, has decided to end their lives because of an abuse that was happening. And also just the power dynamics, the age difference is also a lot. So there's a lot at play in that situation and in that relationship. And I feel like there's a lot that needs to be done. How old is AKA right now? So she was 22. Uh, I think, is he not his early 30s? I think early 30s or mid 30s, somewhere there. But he's definitely like the age gap was huge. Hmm. 
the age gap was huge. So, I mean, there's also receipts in this, uh, in this uh, alleged receipts in this, because News24 has footage, has a video that was handed over to police where mm. uh, AKA can be seen using his hands to break down a door mm. in, the, in uh, their apartment that they had in Bryanston. And this incident was allegedly two, uh, a month before uh, she died. It just really shows um, how violent he is as a person. And if he's able to break down a door, even when someone um, consistently insists that they feel unsafe in their own space, then it simply shows that there's a lot that happened in that relationship. And even though on the um, spotlight, we just saw a happy couple and we're all happy to celebrate them, I think that it just really shows the amount of violence that he how violent he was as an as an individual and i think we've had many stories about him before but we're always downplaying the kind of violent person that he is even when Wonang spoke out about it even when dj zinke also um did say some things about him we always we, people used to uh, not believe them for those stories but now it's the third person and unfortunately with the third one they couldn't handle the violence anymore so i do think that it, it it's really it's scary like the South African men are just scary in general. That's that's all there is to it. Heart wrenching is also the case of uh, hashtag Entlembali. Uh, we're going to go there now, since we are on the topic of gender based violence. Who, uh, you know, she released a video as well. She was teary eyed. She's saying she's done protecting Black Coffee, her ex husband, or estranged husband. I don't know how far the divorce proceedings are there, uh, following her protection order being denied. First of all, that for me was the first thing. Mm. Uh, that how do you deny a woman a protection order? Because the process is 10 days is given to the man to respond. They will appear in court after that, and then he can defend himself. So at least give her the protection order for that time. That's so sad. Like, it's it's really, really sad. Um, especially, I think, what we're able to see now when it comes to gender-based violence and how women are treated. Imagine the many other women who don't, who cannot necessarily speak out against that or who are not given, this, like, maybe a platform to be able to speak and, and break down because of what they've done to them. But I think it's the justice system, what is basically happening now, is just a joke because it means that it's we, are undermining, mm. we are undermining the ability of a woman to feel safe in any situation. That sense of security, we're taking it away and we're not even giving them the opportunity to feel safe anymore. So we're always consistently going to continue to protect the perpetrators without necessarily giving women the platform and the safe space for them. So the denial of a protection order for me was just the highlight of just how bad and how violent the institution itself is towards women. So imagine if the institution is failing women, then it automatically means that man would consistently do what they've been doing without being held to account for those things. It's really sad. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's just so sad. really sad. Because for me, it's like, believe her when she's saying she needs a protection order. Grant her the protection order because the law does, uh, you know, uh, make, uh, mm. you know, space or leeway for him to come forward then mm. and defend himself. But at least give her the protection order. And, and you know, it's echoing what you're saying because she was saying that she's been protecting this man for a very long time in the video. This is what happens. We protect our yeah. perpetrators. We protect... Uh, those who are violent against us because we don't believe the law will take mm. its course as it should. Because it doesn't. Like, it, it has never. It's only, like, maybe 0.1% out of 10 where the law has been on the woman's side. Um, but even in that regard, like, just 
as a woman, having to consistently prove that someone really did violate you, I think that's the sad part about it for me, that every time Bali has to maybe uh, take a video of herself breaking down and explaining the situation, every time Bali has to take the initiative of all his fighting, because now you're fighting a, a so-called powerful man and no one believes you and you consistently have to fight. So it's like your own traumatic experiences of what has happened to you and also the traumatic experience of having to explain it to the public and people not believing you and the institution not believing you as well. So I think that's, that's for me, that just highlights how bad things are in our country and how if we're not going to do anything as soon as possible, then it means that every single woman is, is going to go through a similar experience and nothing is going to happen. We're always going to have conversations about gender-based violence but the institution is not going to do anything about it. And men themselves will always continue to do the same thing. So she's going to be holding a press conference where she's got evidence that uh, she's going to bring forward. What kind of support do you think that uh, we should be giving Uentlen Bali? I think the support that she has been getting, especially from a lot of women saying, uh, believe her, or even at the, when she had a court case, women had their own placards and they went there to support her and they spoke about it. I think the kind of support that she needs right now is for people to believe her story. And it's not even a situation of now in those situations where people have to pick a side and they always side with the perpetrator and say, but I've known this person for a long time, they would never do that. I don't think that's the time for that. The kind of support that she needs right now is for people to consistently write about her story and to tell her and to assure her that they do believe her story and that they will support her throughout everything. That's the kind of support that she needs right now. Yeah. Okay, let's talk hashtag King Misuzulu, uh, senior member of the late King Goodwill Zulitini Kapekuzulu stakeholder management. Princess Londi Wezulu insists that, that the son of the late monarch, Smakade Zulu, is the king of the Amazulu nation. So uh, she was opposed to the announcement of Prince Misuzulu as successor to the Amazulu king, saying uh, Smakade uh, is uh, the rightful heir. Um, I think what is also happening in that Zulu kingdom um, needs to be introspected a lot. Because even when I do listen to people try to analyze the situation and try to explain what needs to happen, it's just, it's, it gets very difficult. Because I just feel like it's also a broken telephone and also it's like a thing where you can only be in that seat because of you need to meet specific criteria. So now someone's safety is compromised in that situation and they have to consistently run for their lives. So now it's like you don't know if you place a person who is meant to be in that seat and they do get maybe killed, for example. So I think now it's just a very difficult position to try and understand the situation that's happening there. But um, I think even when they say this is the person who needs to be in that seat because of what they have, because they're from a royal family, but because someone else wants their child or a family member, someone close to them to be in their seat, then it means that for a very long time, they're always going to fight amongst themselves and they will never agree on who deserves to really be in that seat. So I think the sad part about it, unfortunately, is that the fighting also causes a lot of deaths. So it means that it also causes people's safety being compromised, unfortunately, in that process. So I think then um, it's very difficult to... Uh, draw a conclusion or to try and understand exactly who deserves to be in that seat. So I think that if it comes to a point where people's sense of security, because even when we saw a video of him running and having to be moved and having to be driven far away so that people don't get access to him, then I think it makes it even more like 
difficult and it also makes it more scary that a person's sense of security can be compromised only on the basis that other people feel like they're not rightful for that particular seat. Interesting also that uh, Prince Smakate, well, uh, King Smakate Zulu now, uh, was uh, raised by the region Queen Manthombi, but not the son of one of the six royal wives. So th- that's interesting as well. It really is interesting. And I think for me personally, what really interested me the most was just how I had to read more on um, the fact that if, even if your mother is born into a royal, is, is married into a royal family, if they don't come from a royal family themselves, then if your life is just going to be difficult, you're always going to be treated as an, you know, outlier and as someone who's not going to be fully accepted into the royal family. So for me, I think that's just a very an interesting conversation to to have, or like an interesting literature to read about. But I think in reality, it's actually very sad if we think about it. Another sad reality, hashtag Ace Mahashule uh, getting kicked out uh, of an emergency ANC meeting. So at this uh, past weekend's National Executive Committee meeting and, uh, you know, the battle that was happening there coming to a head. Committee's decision to suspend Secretary General Ace Mahashule with immediate effect and then he coming back saying no. I'm suspending uh, the leader of the ANC, our president as well, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. I mean, there's just a lot going on within the ANC. What does this speak, I mean, in your view, in terms of the faith that we have then in uh, the ANC as South Africa? Where are we as a country? Okay. Um, I think the first thing for me was just the conception of democracy itself, that um, you are trying to hold someone to account as a person in position of power, like maybe the president, for example, trying to hold someone to account for the crimes that they have committed and trying to set a precedent of what is going to happen in future should another person from within the ANC commit a particular a crime like that or any other crime. And in the process of holding that person to account and setting a precedent, then the same person is trying to hold you to account as well. So I think it speaks a lot more about how we conceptualize democracy, that even though we're saying that it's a free society and that individuals should always be held to account for the things that they do. But I think that the timing, and I also think that the way in which things are done, it's not necessarily to say that they're following the correct procedures of what constitutes as a democratic um, society or the constitution rulebook. But it's just a matter of people just picking on what they want to hold you to account for and people just doing as they please. So I think that the NC also is a ruling party. The kind of precedent that they're also setting to us as a society is that the party itself is just a joke and that the party itself doesn't take itself seriously. Because if that was the case, then if you're being called out to step down, then he would have easily done it. But the kind of things that he has done during that process when he has been asked to step down for the longest time, um, going to consult with different people, even the, uh, the former president of the country, and now just holding the president to account, it just says a lot about you as a person, and it just says a lot about the amount of uh, respect that you have for the party, which is zero, which is none. So it means that we're also just starting to doubt the credibility of the party itself, especially as members of the public. So the unfortunate part is that even though the party will remain as it is, but it was now we've always doubted the credibility of it. And they're always highlighting the reasons why, as a public, we shouldn't believe in the party itself. Is it uh, an embarrassment or is it then, you know, a light being shunned? Or, you know, on, on on corruption and the credibility that you speak of, or is it both? 
It's both. For me, it's definitely both. Um, because now a person, uh, because of how scared they are of being held to account and the fact that the spotlight is on them um, and not other people, like it's more like when they're trying to make an example out of you. It's you're always you're not going to be comfortable about it. So you're always going to pinpoint and say, but even that one has done it, even that one, but you didn't hold them to account. So I think it, I definitely do think that it's both. Okay, just briefly, hashtag Lewis Hamilton, uh, just uh, getting his 99th pole position in his career. Uh, Fernando Alonso, that Spaniard, who's a seven-time world champion, saying, this was not a surprise. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? I'm also not surprised. I'm not <laughs> I mean, like really. a huge fan of the sport, but I've, I've been watching it like there and there, yeah. so I'm definitely not surprised. That's a great one. What do you think then on our poll question? Uh, should we have Ancestors Day? Since we've got Heritage Day, we know on 8 May it was launched this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Congress of Traditional Leaders of SA are for it. The ACDP is not for it. What's your view? Uh, I, I do support it. I think that the, the two are mutually exclusive. You can have Heritage Day and have Ancestors Day as well. Um, so I do understand. And also because I, I think that... Um, Spirituality, especially in our country, it's not something that's taken into consideration much. Like, it's it's always just demonized all the time. Like, why would you want to celebrate Ancestors Day? Those people are gone. And always trying to attach it to, like, Christianity and saying that, but in, this is something that's different from Christianity. And I do think that people with intersectional identities that would want to celebrate Ancestors Day and also be Christian as well. Those the two can exist at the same time. So I definitely do support Ancestors Day, and I think that it should be made. Um, we should it should be like celebrated more. It should be um, similar to like maybe not even similar, but it, it should also get the same um, maybe celebration or the same attention as Heritage Day, for example. Okay, thanks so much. Then let's leave it there for today. No we appreciate your views, Atlakang. Enjoy your Monday. Thank you. Same to you, Asanda. Awesome. Atlakang Mulefe, our social commentator, talking trending topics here on Sound Awake. Our time now is 4.32.